listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, old time radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio and on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback to us via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com. You can also anonymously tell us what you think of the show by filling out our survey at survey.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Welcome everyone who is joining us on Spotify, and if you would like to listen to us on Spotify as well, you can do so at spotify.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Thursdays, we enter the bizarre mind of Arch Obler on Lights Out. Unfortunately, we are missing one of the most famous stories called Chicken Heart, This episode, however, was originally aired on December 1st, 1942, and it's called The Story of Mr. Mags. Ionized Yeast presents Lights Out. Everybody. and the supernormal, dramatizing the fantasies and the mysteries of the unknown. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off your radio now. My name, Arch Ovaler. Tonight, another in our series of tales of the weird and the unusual. The idea for today's play, the story of Mr. Maggs, came to me a few years ago when I was in England, pre-war England. Calm, peaceful, serene, no enemy bombers overhead, no screaming sirens, and England happily without worry. But before we start, Frank Martin has a word for you. Friends, these critical times are making terrific extra demands on all of us. But if you've gotten miserably thin and tired and run down, don't necessarily blame the war or your job. It's quite possible you simply need more vitamin B and iron than you're getting from your food. Well, if you do need more of these vital substances, get them a quick, easy way. Take ionized yeast tablets. They help two ways in cases of such deficiencies. Help two ways to build you up. Help two ways to increase weight and strength. Help two ways to step up step and energy. Remember that name, ionized yeast tablets. And now... Lights out. Everybody. All right, gentlemen, all right, gentlemen. Now, here's an opportunity you can't afford to miss. 
as the emergency and opportunity of a lifetime. In auctioning off these effects of various deceased members of the community, I assure you that no single piece has more pretentious value than this genuine Oaken Traveling Trust. As you see, gentlemen, it's bound in brass and locked tight and secure with a massive, genuine brass lock. What's in it? Nobody knows. But the law says that being unclaimed, strange merchandise, whoever buys it gets it all, you might say, with all its in it. Be it gold or silver plate or the jewels of India. Now, what am I offered for this guest? Make your bids and make them good, gentlemen. Do I hear someone say ten pounds? Five shillings. Now, gentlemen, look at it. Lost time. And nobody knows what's inside. A fortune waiting here. And somebody talks of five shillings. Now, come, let's on with it. What am I offered? Five and six. Oh, gentlemen, for firewood alone. I offer six. Six. Six and six. Seven. Well, gentlemen, it appears we're having a competition in little numbers. Is there anybody here would like to raise a bit of eight Certainly, Eight. Gentlemen, I ask you, is there anybody here would heard what I said about this chest being lost and sealed? Oh, let it go. It's the last thing I've got to auction. So let it go and we'll all go home. Go into the little gentleman right down here for eight children even. Don't you hear any more? Go! Step right up here, sir, and claim your purchase. Now, what might your name be for the record? Name? My name is Mags. Yes, Harold Mags. And the money, Mr. Mags? Oh, yes, sir. My pocketbook got it already. Eight shillings, sir. Here you are. Right, you are. You understand, of course, the cottage is extra. Oh? Oh, is it? Right, you are. Now, where will I send the check? I don't know. I mean, extra charges. Where will I send it? 92 Applegate Southwest 3. Right, you are. Is, is that all? That's all. The chest is yours. You'll get it in the morning. In the morning, but I'll be at work in the morning. Your old woman will be almost see. Oh, yes, but she doesn't in know In the morning, they'll deliver it, and in the morning, you'll get it. Good night, dear. Oh, good night, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you, me, huh? If you knew what I know, that trunk, you wouldn't be thanking me. Crush me to the devil. Well, I must say, it's a fine time for a man to be getting hold. Mr. Bainbridge asked me to stay and check the inventory. Never mind what Mr. Bainbridge said. Did you get anything extra for doing what Mr. Bainbridge said? Well, I... I... Never mind what he said. I tell you what you get from me. A cold supper, that's what. Oh, it's all right. Oh, is it? Now, just a minute, Mr. Harold Mags. There's something else I want to talk to you about. Yes, Agatha? How much money have you been making on the races? Races? Me? You. Oh, no, you know I never play the horses. And how much money does that rich uncle of yours in Australia leave you? Australia? Me? Why, Agatha, what are you talking about? I haven't got any uncles in Australia now. Then maybe it's a gold mine you discovered. Or maybe a well that gives a hundred gallons of petrol a minute. Agatha, are you all right? A chest. Oh. Why did you buy it? Well, they I... didn't give it to you, did they? It was only eight shillings and I... Only eight shillings? You mean to stand there and tell me you spent eight whole God-given shillings for that thing? Uh, 
Yes. Well, oh, Megs, I ought... Agatha, what's that? Never you mind what that is. Up in the garret. Yes, yes, up in the garret. Where that great prize of yours is. Up in the garret where you should be until your head's examined. But, Agatha, what... You... It's Freddy. Breaking the thing open to see what's inside. Breaking it open? Yes, and I told him to do it. Freddy, have you opened it yet? Not yet, ma'am. Oh, Agatha, please, I don't want him to... Oh, no, keep quiet. I know you haven't got a key to it. But Raymond told me all about this prize package that is. Oh, but... Pointed right down in the middle of the kitchen floor. And poor Freddie and I had to carry it all the way upstairs. Oh, oh, we'll find out what's in it soon enough. Oh, no, please, he shouldn't break the lock. It's a good one. Maybe I could pick it. I'll go up. No, no, Harold, come back here. Let Freddie do what I told him to. Harold! Harold, come back here this minute. Harold, you regret this. Making me climb these stairs. Harold, do you hear me? Maggie, stop. Harold, Harold, what's come over you? He won't smash my chest, he won't. Well, Mum said I could. She did, she did, she oh, did. I can't you strike that boy. Oh, I didn't. Well, you thought about it. He may not be your flesh and blood, Harold Meggs. But he's mine. Ah, he's a big love. 30 years old. Mum, he called me his love again. Quite enough. Harold Meggs, give me that hammer. Yes, Agatha. I'll fix your precious chest. Your precious lock. Oh, no, show him. Show him.
side of the chest seems to be closed on his head. And I can't seem to open it.
just a... That's another hour. It's hard waiting, Agatha. I've got to keep so quiet. I've got to listen. Perhaps you'll say something. Call me again. I've got to know what happened. Man can go crazy not knowing what happened. I... I'll keep very quiet. Perhaps I'll hear you saying something up there. Agatha? Wind. I hear nothing but the wind, Agatha. I'm afraid to move out of this chair, Agatha. As afraid as I've ever been in all my life. And that's been many times, Agatha. Something safe about this chair. It's my chair. I've sat in it so many times it knows me. And while I'm in it, nothing can happen to me. Now, can it? But if I were to get up, leave it. Walk toward the door. No, I won't do that. I'll sit here and wait in the chair. And when it's daylight again... Agatha, is that you? I, I heard you again. Agatha? Agatha? Agatha, why don't you answer me? I hear you moving around. Why don't you answer me? Agatha! Agatha, isn't it you? Sounds as if... As if a heavy chest were being moved... Moved along to the head of the stairs. No. Nothing more. So quiet. Coming down the steps. Coming down. Agatha, is it you? You're bringing the chest down? Agatha, is it you? Couldn't be you, could it, Agatha? And who is bringing it down? Who is it? Answer me. Answer me! Let's <laughs> get out of here. Run. But I can't. I can't. Too afraid. Who, who is it? Agatha, it is you, isn't it? It, it must be you. It must be. Uh, not many more steps, then I'll see. No, no, I won't look. I won't. Stop, you, whoever you are. Don't bring that chest down here. Stop. Stop. Ah. No further. Stop. I won't have to see. I won't have to see Oh, no. So close, but I'm on the stairs. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. What? Oh, if I could close my eyes. Only one more step. I know it. I know it. No. 
can it be? No one. Just the chest. No one with it. How can that be? No one. How could a trunk come down the stairs one at a time alone? Found out about his bargain yet. 
just a second, Mr. Obert. You mean to say that this old chest killed those people? I, uh, I didn't say. The supernatural, the supernormal, and coincidence. Who can separate the three? I'd like to tell you something that actually happened to me, though, a few years ago. A number of years ago, back in Chicago, late at night, I sat down on my typewriter to try to write a short story. I sat and sat and sat there, but no ideas came along. Then, just as the clock struck 12, and I remember the time very, very well, the idea came along. Quickly, I began to type the story of criminal in the hotel room hiding from the police. He can't uh, remember uh, exactly what to do. Uh, finally, in his panic, he climbs out the window and hangs from a narrow ledge high above the city street. Finally, just as the police come in, he falls. Well, I got that very far with the plot, and then suddenly, rather tired, I went to bed. The next morning, the headline of the paper told of a criminal who had hidden in a hotel room. And then, when the police broke in, the panic, and the hour was just at midnight, I tried to escape by hanging from the narrow ledge outside the room. In other words, as I was writing that story, at that very moment, mind you, it was actually happening. Coincidence? Supernormal? Who knows? But now, uh, what happens next week, Mr. Obler? Next week? Scoop. Quite a strange title, I'll admit, and a very strange story. It's about a man who worked all his life only to have what he'd worked for taken away. <laughs> but that, as usual, is next week. Yes, Lights Out will come to you again next Tuesday at the same time. Be sure to listen to Arch Obler's weird story, A Scoop. Oh, by the way, in answer to those inquiring about scripts, a new book of plays by Arch Obler, Plays for Americans, has just been published by Farrer and Reinhardt. These plays may be used without royalties by any person or group in connection with our country's war work. And if you need more vitamin B and iron, be sure to try Ionized Yeast, the one and only Ionized Yeast, with the big letters IY on the package and on each tablet. Welcome back. 
Well, interesting story, and I, I will say I was uh, I was inclined to put a couple of steamer trunks we have around the house outside on the back porch. Your imagination can run away with you in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. The part of Harold Magd was played by Joseph Kearns. Kearns began his acting career in the 1930s playing on the serial The Cinnamon Bear and appeared on The Adventures of Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, and The Whistler. He was heard often as the host, the man in black, in the early years on Suspense, and appeared on The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, playing a variety of characters, including Professor Moriarty and even Dr. Watson. In 1951, Kearns provided the voice of the doorknob in the Disney animated classic Alice in Wonderland, where he nearly drowned to Alice's tears. Perhaps Kearns is known best for his final role, a role he played from 1959 till his unexpected death in 1962, as Dennis the Menace's neighbor, George Wilson. And that's going to do it for our program. You can find I Love Old Time Radio on iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and on Spotify. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn. Please take the time to rate us and leave a comment as well. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club. Tomorrow, Groucho returns with some more You Bet Your Life, and next Thursday is some more Lights Out. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off. <laughs>